0: This show is made possible by you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, and if you want to help us tell more stories and reach more people, then from only two US dollars a month, you can become a patron of the show. Just visit patreon.com forward slash aruka network. Hello, I'm Jake Lloyd, and welcome to a special Christmas edition of How to Build Community, We're a podcast and a radio show brought to you by Aruka Network and in this episode we'll hear how one person's simple idea in a community in the northeast of England led to a whole new annual Christmas tradition.
1: I thought wouldn't it be great to get the whole estate out onto the streets and walk around the streets together telling the story of the nativity.
0: That's the voice of Felicity Tunnard, when she began working at a church in the small working class community of Stob Hill in the northeast of England in 2015. Her job was to bring local people together and to help strengthen a community that was facing social issues like unemployment and marginalisation. In the interview you're about to hear... Felicity tells us how the whole community got behind this play from the new parents who provided a real life baby in a manger to the local farmer who actually built a stable for the play. And she also tells us how even after she left the town, the nativity play has become an annual tradition. And along the way, she will also share some tips for doing something like this where you live. But I began by asking Felicity to describe the community of Stobhill Hill in which she lived.
1: Stop Hill is an estate in Morpeth, quite um, struggling, lots of unemployment, lots of social issues um, and I was employed in the area of Stop Hill as a community worker to basically work with the Church of England that was built on the estate as a community church, to go out into Stop Hill and work with people, encouraging them to get involved with community projects and encouraging them to work with the church. So, so I had a three-year post.
0: So t- tell us how you came up with this idea for a, uh, doing a nativity that that took place in in the the whole estate.
1: So yeah, so I'd seen it done before. Um, I was a teacher before I became a community worker, and the village um, where I was a, a primary school teacher did a sort of very smaller version of, of what I've done, and they 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 sort of travelled around the village and they stopped at different points, and they retold. The nativity story. And I thought as I was working in stop Hill, I thought, wouldn't it be great to get the whole estate out onto the streets and walk around the streets together, telling the story of the nativity. And so I started telling people about this and said, how can we can we make this happen? And as I was telling people, they were getting more and more excited. And thought, oh, I'd love that. You know, I'd love to see that happen. Hmm. Um, so I, I spoke to my my minister about it and said, you know, can we do this? Um, spoke to the local councillor, spoke to the head teacher of the school, and started talking to all the kind of people in charge of the organisations. Um, and they all seemed to to really go for it. So we planned um, a route. Um, we uh, sort of got people to sort of take on the roles um we approached sainsbury's who ended up being our inn, which was just brilliant um sainsbury's we, being
0: the that'd, that'd be the local supermarket the local shop, mm. which
1: actually turned out in to be the inn, which just i'll tell you i'll tell you a little bit more about that later on it was just great we contacted a local donkey sanctuary and we got them to bring some donkeys to come um i mean obviously there was some there was some issues about sort of getting traffic control and getting people in high vis jackets to, you know, man the the, the streets. Um, There's a local sandwich shop who got involved and they sort of played some roles of the the wise men and sort of parents of children that were coming to parent and toddler groups, took on roles of shepherds. Um, And we got all the roles cast. I think we had one rehearsal because there's a script that I wrote where you stop at each point you tell the story you sing a carol and then you invite them to go to the next stage of the of the nativity and it just kind of led from there and then then obviously the, the main thing then was to advertise it so we stuck leaflets through doors I did an assembly at the school telling them what was happening posters everywhere and uh, invited all the community to come along and it was brilliant we had to the first year we did it we had about 100 people because it was so cold as well and then I think the second year it just grew and grew from that and then I think i would I'd done it for three years it was a three-year post and I think by the, the third year that I'd done it it was almost expected that it was going to happen
0: which is what I wanted and it was great
1: and they're still doing it because they've got the script and they've got the roles so it's it's quite easy to just keep keep doing it.
0: The, f- the first time you did it, what? Uh, how long before Christmas did you did you start organising it?
1: I had the idea sort of pretty much as soon as I started the post. So I started in the September, and we did it the following December. So I approached people in about July just to sort of see if they would be up for doing it. And they are all laughing at me because they were like, you know, can't believe you're talking about Christmas already. And I was like, yeah, I know, but we need to sort this. So I had the script already. I approached people in July to see if they would be up for doing a a role. And then end of October, beginning of November, we had a, a meeting where everybody came together and we just had a read through of the of the script. And then the advertising started and then I think the day before I just confirmed with everybody that it was going to happen and then we met about an hour before it started just again to have another, another read through. But I mean we had to sort things like um, costumes and props. So I had people making a star. We had a big plastic star that we put on a, a washing pole so that they could hold the star up and they could follow the star. Right. Um, we had on costumes, and we had somebody make a wooden Bethlehem sign, which we had outside the church. We also had a local uh, farmer who was, he had actually made a a stable for us that he had planted outside the um, church on the green, Mm -hmm. which was just awesome. So at the end of the nativity, the whole cast could come together into the stable and it just made such a wonderful photo as well. And everybody sort of gathered around the stable and the and the cast, and we sang sang some more carols. So yeah, so it took a lot of organising, but I think because we'd we'd done all this organising in the first year, what I did in the second year was I contacted the same people and said, "We're going to do this again." Would you be up for doing it? And, and they were quite keen. I think in the third year, we swapped some of the roles around because obviously we don't want to set a precedent of you doing the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. But it was because we kept all the costumes and we kept all the props and we kept everything kind of exactly the same. It was very easy just to do it again. So it worked quite well. I was quite pleased with it.
0: So before this interview, you sent me some photographs. of the I did, event yes. And uh, some of the things that really stuck out, you mentioned one of them, the fact that you had a real donkey um am i right in thinking yeah. there was a real baby as well it looked like a real baby in those pictures
1: we, we did we we thought you know well i thought um particularly i thought well we're going to have real donkeys and kind of you know real real stable real costumes you can't have a sort of a baby doll it just looked naff so i started asking around of anyone who you know knew of anyone who was sort of due around that time or <laughs> anyone who just have a baby and it was amazing we had i think our first baby was only about i think she was only a you know about a month old so her parents were obviously really really good because they they kept her in the church and they kept her well wrapped up and at the last minute when we when the cast had got back to the stable they brought her out of the church and had her on, uh, on Mary and Joseph's knee, and I just think it adds something to the the, the sort of effect. You know, it makes um, it so much more real because I mean, obviously, we advertised that we were going to be donkeys, but I remember that people's faces when that there's you know there's a real baby and you know there's it, it just it was so magical, and I just think it, it really brings the. The meaning of Christmas to, to life because you know that it was just a sort of an effect of singing carols in a stable outside a church with a with a real baby and real donkeys it was just it was something I'm really proud of it was a it was a team effort but it was really really good
0: could you tell us about some of the other people who got involved um for, uh, and again some of the pictures you sent me there's a guy who looks like he's in the local takeaway or restaurant or something like that what what kinds of people got involved and uh, what are their what are some of their stories
1: so i wanted to get community people um involved so it was very much belonged to the community so the guy in it was the owner of a, of a sandwich shop um and a sandwich shop was just fairly new to the area but it was something that stophill really needed so um it was it was doing really well and i approached him and said would you be our innkeeper And it was lovely because people knew him. People knew him as the owner of the the sandwich shop. And they thought, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so and and, and that's so-and-so. We got um, the vicar of the church to be the narrator. He dressed as a a Roman soldier. So he did the announcement of the census at the beginning. And then as as we walked around, he would um, shout what was happening and people telling people where to go and things like that. I got parents of, of children in the sort of parent and toddler group and people from the school so that people on the estate who come and see the event recognize people that are involved and give them ownership over it
0: mm.
1: so I approached a lot of people and said you know would you be involved with doing this um, and then I found that the following year they were quite keen to do it again this was, You know, so it was it was dead easy after that um, so we had the the vicar, the owner of the sandwich shop um parents of um, sort of groups in the church um, I think the headmaster came along to watch it as well so it was very much um, I wanted it to feel like a community community event and it did I think so it was good
0: yeah brilliant and and some of the local media coverage uh, that I've seen online said that around sort of two hundred people came to to watch it I, I wonder what you think the lasting effect of this has been like as do you think is it is it did it change relationships with people in the community
1: um I think it became a Christmas tradition for Stop Hill, which is what I wanted. I wanted to bring the, the real meaning of Christmas to, to Stop Hill, and I think it did. And I think, you know, I'm delighted to see that it's it's still still happening. Morpeth actually has its own media channel called Morpeth News TV, and they come and do a lot of filming of different community events. So I actually contacted them. And said, this is happening, you know, is it something you'd be interested in? And they, they came and, and they filmed it. I remember people talking about it after Christmas and saying, oh, wasn't it lovely to see, you know, see the baby, you know, and, and the donkeys and, and and things like that. But I think the main thing is that somebody said to me in my third year, oh, I don't feel like it's Christmas until I've seen the nativity. <laughs> Which, in this day and age, where the, you know you've got the commercialism of Christmas, I just think that's wonderful, and I mm. think that's great. You know, if you can bring, bring a little bit of, of real nativity spirit to people, then I just think that's that's wonderful. So I think that's what it's done is created a Christmas tradition, and encouraged people to come together and and to celebrate the real meaning of Christmas.
0: I imagine there's going to be people listening to this. Um and perhaps myself included, who are thinking, oh, maybe I should look at doing this in my, in my village or town. Um, what, what would you advise to them? Where's the, where's the best place to, to start in organising something uh, on this scale?
1: Start telling people about it. Uh, you know, start telling people that you've had this idea. And start sounding people out in the community and thinking, you know, what do you think of this idea? Do you think it's a good one? Do you think it's possible? Because that's what I did. I I started asking people what they thought and found that they, they got excited. They thought it was a really good idea. I think the more people you can have on board, the better. You need people, you obviously need cast members, um, and you need people to help with costumes and things. But again, you need things like wardens to keep people on the on the pavements and keep them moving along. And I think the more people that you can get involved, the better. So tell people, you know visit your local school see if you can do an assembly and see if you can tell them that it's happening and see you know put posters up asking for volunteers you know approach local people in your community that the the local shop you know the news agents the the sandwich shop local councillors and say look we want to make this a real thing um do you think you could help us with it i mean i didn't it, it didn't cost really anything the the animal sanctuary that donated the the donkeys they donated them for free and the understanding that we collected donations for the donkeys so we had like a little collection at the end of the nativity so they and they obviously advertised their um sanctuary at the at the event so if you can do a bit of um, um networking is my my real um advice there's a script that I have that I would be quite happy to, to share with you if, if anybody wanted to have a look at a script. But basically, it's very simple in that you you welcome everybody. Um, you You announce that there's been a census and you do a carol. And then you move to three or four different places. And at each place, you tell another bit of the story. You do a carol. And then you ideally come back to the church where there's something set up for the whole cast to get together in the stable and sing some some carols to finish so once you've got that main framework sorted it's it's dead easy to do but definitely talk to people about it and tell people about it and and get you know lots of volunteers because it really makes it easier
0: that's great felicity thank you and and merry christmas
1: merry christmas to you thank you very much your time
0: That was the voice of Felicity Tunnard, a community worker from the northeast of England with her story of a nativity play with a difference. And that's almost it for this Christmas episode. Before we go, I will remind you that you can catch up on previous episodes of How to Build Community on our SoundCloud page or in your podcast player. Just search How to Build Community Aruka Network, and Aruka is spelt A-R-U-K-A-H. You can also help support this show by making a small monthly donation on our Patreon page. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Aruka Network. You can also learn more about us on our website, aruka.network.org. And finally, if you have some feedback on this show or suggestions for future interviewees, then you can reach me via email, jake at arucanetwork.org. But that's it from me. Have a very Merry Christmas. And until next time, bye for now.